Welcome today. Happy Valentine's Day. Probably one of the coolest Valentine's Days I can remember. I'd like to start out this morning with a, not an apology, but maybe a disclaimer. I'm going to start out today with a joke. So, but it gets me where I want to go, I hope. You have not been feeling good, so you go to the doctor. The doctor runs all kind of tests, and then they call and says, come in, the doctor needs to talk to you. And the doctor walks in, and he uh, says, do you want the good news or the bad news? And uh, you say, well, let's have the good news. And the doctor looks you right in the eye and he says, you have two days to live. And you think, what in the world can be the bad news? And you ask him that. And the doctor looks back and he says, I should have told you yesterday. Y'all didn't even laugh. Uh, so that gets me to our point for the day. You have been told you have one day to live. One day. You probably didn't think about that today when you came to church, that you have one day to live. My question are you ready? Are you ready to die in one day? Next question, what would you do? You've got maybe 24 hours. What would you do if you knew you had one day to live? You'd surely do something, wouldn't you? I asked a fella this the other day, some questions, so here's some answers. Would you get baptized if you hadn't been? You got one day, would you get baptized? I know I'd probably pray. Would you pray if you got one day to live? I would want to be with my family and friends and tell them some things. I'd want to tell them that I loved them. I'd probably look them in the eye and say, You see, Becky, she is your mother. You're going to take care of her. You take her and treat her like you're your own. Take care of her. I might want to make some final arrangements. Probably too late to make a will. I, if it's me, I'd call Chuck. Chuck Robinson, we've got plans in your files. You're going to need them. We've got lined out everything. We've got everything picked. Chuck, we're going to need you. And then I got to think, what would you not do? 
You got one one day to live, what would you not do? And there's a lot of things. But I wouldn't go to work if I had one day to live. Somebody else can do it. I probably wouldn't want to go hunting or fishing. Not too good at golf. Who cares about groceries? Wouldn't want to check emails or look at Facebook. You know, those things just don't seem very important if you got one day to live, does it? So let's presume for the, our teaching today that your number is up. Matthew 10 and 30, the very hairs of your head are numbered. Now I've heard people say when old brother so-and-so died, well, their time was up. I don't know whether I agree with that or not, where everybody's got a number, and just like an hourglass, when everything runs through it, oops, you're done. I don't know if I agree with that. But I do realize that your choices can shorten your life. You can eat and be fat. That can shorten your life. You can smoke and shorten your life. You can drink and shorten your life. And you can do drugs. All kind of things can shorten your life. You can do hazardous activities. You can work on the power lines. That's hazardous. Right, Steve? No, it's not. Okay. I thought it was hazardous to work on the power lines. Okay? You can skydive. You can be a, a crop duster. You can do all kind of things that you can be a farmer. That shortens your life. All of that can happen. Matthew 24 and 42 says, Watch therefore, you know not the hour that your Lord doth come. I think this is talking about the second coming of Jesus when he comes again. Uh, I remember, and some of you are too young to remember this, Y2K. The year 2000, that was when the world was going to end. Computers didn't know how to go from 1999 to 2000. The world was going to come to an end. Uh, It didn't. Okay? In Matthew 24 and 36, it says, No one knows when Jesus is coming again, not even, even the angels. Let's think about what we do know. In James 4 and 14, Whereas you know not, what shall be on the morrow? For what is your life? It is even the vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanishes the way. We do know this. We realize this. You know, as I look out here in the audience, I can remember so many of you when you was little. I remember taking Sean out the back door of Allison and him saying, I'll be good, I'll be good. Time flies. So this is very true. Something else we do know. Hebrews 9 and 27. As as it is appointed unto men once to die. But after this the judgment. We realize this. Death is coming. You just did not realize that it was tomorrow. So stay with me on this. Let's think about the cause of death. Now, I'm not talking about your cause of death. Very possible a piano would fall on you. 
but I don't know what it's going to be, what the cause of death is. In Genesis 3 and 3, But the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. The general cause of death, oops, I done something wrong, is the serpent, the devil. God give man a direct order. Don't eat of the tree in the middle of the garden. Don't even touch it. The devil comes along and lied to them. You're not going to die. So they eat of the tree. God followed through on his command. You eat it and touch it, you will die. That has carried forth to me and you. We all have a death sentence. Or we'll be here when Jesus comes again. Okay, another question. In Job 14 and 14, If a man die, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. We have the answer to the question in this verse. Job says, I'm going to wait till my appointed time, till my change come. Every one of us realized here that we're, we're not animals. We have a dog or a cat or a cow die, they're just dead. But we have a soul that lives on forever. We will live again. Think about this. This explains it a little better. In 1 Corinthians 15 and 21, For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Just as when Adam and Eve partook of the fruit in the midst of the garden, death came into the world, just as when Jesus died on the cross and resurrected, then we shall be living again. Let me give you a, a couple thoughts along that. Matthew 27 and 50, Jesus said, Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost, and behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many. People have came out of the graves before. When Jesus was crucified and he died, they came out and walked about the city. Lazarus was dead, and Jesus called to him, Lazarus, come forth. So yes, there is a resurrection. And John 5 and 28, Jesus tells us here, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, and the which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice, and shall come forth, they that have done good into the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil into the resurrection of damnation. Jesus is going to speak the word, and if you're in the grave, you will come forth. 
But now here's the part that sometimes worries me. They that have done good into a resurrection of life, and they that have done evil into a resurrection of damnation. You have one day to live. What are you thinking? What's your thoughts? I'm going to ask you another question, and this is important for our thoughts today. 2 Timothy 4 and 6, I am now ready to be offered, and my time of departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Is this what you're thinking? Is this what you're thinking? I'm going to die by tomorrow. I've done what I'm supposed to do. I've fought a good fight. I've finished the course. Is this what you're thinking? Let's kind of continue that area of thought for a little bit about fighting a good fight. In Matthew 6 and 19... Lay up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust dust corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust dust corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal. For 30-something years, I helped people with their retirement plan. Put back some money all the time so that when you get old and decrepit, you'll have something to live on. Or when you don't want to work, you'll have that. Which is good. That's, that's great. Have you thought, or how does your eternal plan look? Thought about that? What have you laid back for your eternal plan? Your stocks and bonds and gold and silver and cash is not going to help you in eternity. How about your eternal plan? That's something you need to be thinking about. Let's, let's think a little bit how to fight that good fight. There are several verses here, and, and we'll go through them uh, a little faster, and then we're going to think about it for a second. Second Peter 1 and 5, it says, And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity, for if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered into you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I think we have a formula for fighting a good fight. For those of you that know math, 
Here is the formula. If you'll take all of these characteristics and add them up, it says you'll enter the everlasting kingdom. And you know, you look at that, it's not that complicated. Faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and charity or love. But when, you know, when I think about it, I says, well, I can check some. And you know, I, I got down here to number six. And I think, do people, when they think about me, they think, boy, that is a godly man. Do they? I think I'm lacking in a lot of these areas. I think I'm lacking. And, and you may too. But if we do these things, we'll not fall. This is how to fight a good fight. Another verse or two. Revelations 2 and 10. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you in prison, and ye shall be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, I will give thee a crown of life. This tells you not to stop. Years ago, I had a coach. He, he made me run track. I did not like track. But anyway, we was at a bigger track meet, and had a friend from a neighboring school we was running the 880. I'm sure you don't call that anymore. But that's two laps. And he was leading everybody. We was in a small school. And we, we, was, we was against big schools. We was against 1A schools. We was, we was really doing good. Well, he went around that once. And he's leading. He comes around the second lap. Goes behind the bleachers. He never comes out. He stops. And directly he walks out after the race is over. And I Man, what happened? I ran out of gas. He ran out of gas. Brothers and sisters, we do not run out of gas in our Christian fight. We got to push to the end. Revelation 21 and 7. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. I shall be his God and he shall be my son. Another question for you. Are you where you need to be? To face the Lord in a day. Are you where you need to be? Do you feel good about it? Are you kind of got a sick feeling? Another question. Matthew 24 and 13 but he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Do you think you're saved? Are you okay with the Lord? What do you think? Let me tell you this. It don't matter what you think. It don't matter. It's what God thinks. When you stand before him and he opens the books, you can tell him, I think I'm okay. It don't matter. Get that today. It matters what he thinks.
All right, let's think about those that have been saved, those that are faithful. Revelation 22 and 14, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates to the city. The key words here, that do his commandments. Have you did the commandments that we see in the Bible? Yes or no? It's not complicated. Revelations 14 and 13. I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. Do you have works? What are your works? They're going to follow you. The books will be opened. What are your works? You're going to be judged by that. You have faith, knowledge, virtue, temperance, patience, all of those things. What are your works? How many people have you led to Jesus? I think this is important to know that. One of my favorite verses. John 14 and 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I can go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, you may be also. Think about heaven. I can't explain heaven. I cannot explain heaven and how it's going to be. We have some glimpses. I know with the ability that God has, it's going to be absolutely wonderful. Another thought about heaven. Revelation 21 and 4. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Becky and I was talking, I think, this week about heaven. I said, you know, I think in heaven you're kind of floating around, you're going to be free, and you're going to be happy. And she says, well, I think it's going to be calm, stress-free, and you just be so at peace and so at ease. Maybe we're both right. But we're not going to have pain. We're not going to have sorrow. We're not going to get bad news. People are not going to say nothing bad or nasty to you. Everything's going to be wonderful. That's exactly where we need to go, folks. In Matthew 25 and 23, here's the words you want to hear when you're standing at judgment. The Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joys of the Lord. This is what we need to hear. Well done. With one day to live, do you think you're going to hear, well done? 
You think you will? Are you sitting there a little nervous? Maybe wishing you could make some changes. Maybe you're even troubled. In 2 Thessalonians 1 and 7, And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Just remember a couple things. God give a command to Adam and Eve. Don't touch or eat of the tree in the midst of the garden or you'll die. They did. They broke his law. They suffered the punishment. Now we suffer the punishment of death. Now God is giving us a direct order to know him and obey the gospel. When you don't do that, you will be punished with everlasting destruction. Is that clear? Are we on the same page? Do you get it? It's going to happen that way. Every time. See what Jesus tells us. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of the kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and cast them in the furnace of fire, and there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. That don't sound very pleasant to me. I can't imagine how bad hell's going to be. Anything that has not obeyed God's law and obeyed the gospel and don't know God, that's where they're going to go, the furnace of fire. God knows your every thought, everything about you. What are you thinking? Luke 16 and 23, Jesus is explaining again. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and seeing Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. I can't imagine hurting so bad that I just want a drop of water. Just as beautiful and wonderful heaven is, just as horrible and awful as hell. It's just the opposite. This goes further in Luke 16. And besides all this, between us and you, there's a great gulf fix, so that they which cannot pass from hence to you cannot Neither they can they pass to you that would come from hence. 
This tells you it's fixed. It's final. You can't raise a hand and say, let me be excused. It's over. It's done. You're there. You got one day. And if you're dead, it's finalized. Can't change your mind. You can't redo it. I can't update. Can I redo this? Can I retest? Can't happen. Luke 16 and 28. For I have five brethren that he may testify unto them that they also, lest they also come into this place of torment. The rich man was worried about those he left behind. Please don't let them come here. Let somebody go talk to them. Warn them. These scriptures are warning you. You don't want to go there. Hell is not a fit place to spend eternity. No one here wants you to spend eternity in hell. One more verse. Psalms 90 and 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. God was here before there's a world. God was here before Adam and Eve. God was here through all of this. God is here now. He's going to be here for everlasting. You are going to be everlasting somewhere. You have one day. Is there something you would like to do today while you're still alive? Are you happy with your eternal outlook? You're going to spend eternity in one of two places. Do you need to be baptized? We've got water. We've got people that will help you. Don't wake up dead saying, I wished I had. Have you not lived like you should have? We will pray for forgiveness of sins. We'll pray for strength. We love you. We want the best. We want all of us to be here in heaven. Just come to the front while we're standing and singing the songs that have been selected. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you'd like to know more about this subject or any other Bible topic, send us a message at our Facebook page, The Church of Christ, Wheeler Area.